the real role of a leader is to surround yourself with people smarter than you and then get out of their way. Okay, guys, another incredible tip from Priceline billionaire Jeff Hoffman. He's talking about how he builds his teams. And this can overlap not just to the entrepreneurs out there, but to anybody out there that is building a team. Maybe it's a sports team, maybe it's a team at work, maybe it's a sales team, maybe it's even your own family, maybe it's the people that you surround yourself with. And this says a lot about Jeff's mindset on how he is interested in helping solve problems and helping the world as opposed to just making money. He mentions that talent is the scarcest thing when building a team, not money, not even time, but talent, finding the right talent. So if you need to build a team to get a project done or to get something done, you're going to like this tip. Let's hop into it with Jeff Hoffman. So as an entrepreneur, I know that like to build the success that you have and get the results that you have, you've got to be really skilled at, at building teams. And from what I know of you, I think you're, this is another one of your superpowers. What's your process in building a team? Say, say you've got this production company and you're like, okay, uh, what's the team I need to build and how do I know I've got the right people on the team to make this happen? So Chris, that's a great question because one of the most important things to realize is that the scarcest resource in the world for people building businesses is not money. It's not financial capital, it's human capital. Mm -hmm. Everybody always <laughs> likes to say, you know, what's the missing ingredient? What do you need to scale and grow your company? And they always say funding. Uh, funding is way more abundant than talent is. It is, there are a lot of people in the world that could write a check. There are very few rock stars in the world that'll stand next to you in the trenches and you build an amazing company. Mm -hmm. So talent is everything. When David Finkel, he's my co-author, uh, and I wrote the book Scale, um, the premise of the book is you can't grow until you can let go, until you can't scale, until you can get out of the way. And you can't get out of the way until you can trust and empower other people. And you can't trust and empower people until you realize that the real role of a leader is to surround yourself with people smarter than you and then get out of their way mm -hmm. and take care of them. So a lot of people think I'm the founder, I'm the CEO, I'm the boss, I'm running the business. I didn't start to achieve success until I realized that I need to spend less time running the business and more time finding people smarter than me to run it for me. So the team really is everything. And the way that you build a team and the way that you track those people is that you focus very, very hard on culture, on corporate culture and values. The best people in the industry, <clears throat> what you want to do as a leader is you want to build the company where all the best people in your industry all want to work for you and never want to quit. Yeah. That's your yeah. job. That's way more important than running the company yourself. I didn't know this, Chris, until we sold the company and I was doing a television interview and the uh, news reporter, she's like reading all these things. Mr. Hoffman, you had a 12, whatever, 1200% a year revenue growth and sales and profits and margins. She said, impressive accomplishments. Which of these, those are you most proud of? And I remember at that moment saying, actually, it's none of those things. I said, the accomplishment I'm most proud of is this. When I was driving to the TV studio, the woman that ran HR for me all those years called me and she said, Jeff, this is so cool. I had to share it with you. I just verified this. <clears throat> she said, 
in all the years from the day you started the company to the day you sold it, not one person that worked for you has ever quit. And I said, what? That's like the coolest thing I've ever done. And I don't Absolutely. even know how that happened. So I started calling the employees and I was like, why don't you guys quit? And they're like, do you want us to quit? Is this a problem? I was like, no, I just don't understand why no one ever leaves here. And they started answering with a list. Here's a list of the things that this company does that make us love working here. And I was like, oh my God, let me write those down. So next time I can do them on purpose. Because right. I was just doing things instinctively. But it turns out that the culture we created that made time to show people how they're valued, that recognized, you know, ninja-like performances. We had a bunch of things that we did about how we treated people, how we respected a set of values that became our corporate culture um, that were the why, the real reason people liked working there. And I had I overheard somebody say to a coworker once, I think I can make get paid more working somewhere else, but there's no way I'm going to find a company like this. So I'm not even I'm not interested. Right. right? right. And and the sal the difference in salary would not make up for everything else I love about working here. An example, um, <clears throat> we used to do these quarterly projects, where I would take a percentage of the money we made every quarter put it in a fund called the community fund, give it to the employees and say every quarter, based on how hard you work and how well we do, that will determine what's in the fund because it's a percentage of the real money we make. And I want you guys to go find someone in our community to help with that money. Mm -hmm. The employees mm -hmm. love this. Nice. We built a shelter for abused women. We built houses where some families lost everything they own in a tenement fire and families that were poor and had no insurance. We were constantly doing projects that the employees felt ownership of because they were funded by profits made by those employees. And so they're like, man, we love working here because this company is always in the community letting us get involved. And we don't feel like it's the company's project. We feel like it's ours because we built the products that service the customers that made those profits that enable us to go build those houses for people. So our culture drove our hiring. And, and so to, to close up that part, you don't hire by resume. I used to know people would come in, let's say you were coming in for an interview. You might have six interviews scheduled for the whole day, an eight hour day with us. But when you'd come in, we'd have you go stop by the, you know, the break room to grab some coffee and breakfast before you started your day. While you were in the break room, my employees would be just chatting with you and getting to know you. Mm -hmm. They would come down the hall and they'd be like, He's just not one of us. We don't even need to do the interviews. Uh, or they do the opposite. They go, man, let's hire him. I said, no one interviewed him yet. And they're like, Jeff, he's totally one of us. We just spent bre breakfast with him. So the answer, the question is, what does one of us mean? Yeah. Until you can define that, you don't have a corporate culture. But at my company, I worked so hard to build a culture that you could tell what was one of us. The example being, when people found out that we were building houses, totally optional. But on Saturdays, employees and their families were across town building, physically working. We had to bring in Habitat for Humanity because we don't know how to build a house. We're software engineers, but we funded it. My employees were out there on Saturdays with their kids, their families, building houses for all these families whose homes burned down. Wow. And wow. if somebody said, wait, we have, do we have to go on Saturday? That's not, that's not one of us. Somebody that says, wait, we get to go do that on Saturdays? This company gives me a chance to go work in the community? That's one of us. Those are op 
you would never be judged for not doing that. My point is, my employees immediately knew if you were one of us or not just by chatting with you. Culture yeah. is how you attract amazing people to your company and keep them. I want to leave you guys with this. What type of culture are you building, not just with your teams, but in your life, with your friends, with your families, social events, at work? What type of culture are you creating around you? Because there is a microculture that you create based on the people that you interact with and the way you live your life. So what type of culture are you creating and what type of teams are you building? If you like what you're hearing and want to make sure you don't miss any of these high-performance tips, please subscribe, leave us a review, and share with your friends. See you on the next episode.